Welcome to another episode of Lifelong Learner. This is the Out of Class Edition with Ben, Janesh, and Matt. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to a different episode of Lifelong Learner and a new segment called Out of Class. Today, we are joined by two absolute legends, Ben, uh, Dr. Ben Cavasso. I forgot the DR then. Yeah. And, uh, and Matt Ind. Welcome, fellas. Mate, great to, great to be hanging out with you guys. This is going to be an absolute blast today and every time we do this, I reckon. Always a pleasure, Janesh. And awesome to have Benny, Ben, Dr. Ben Cavossa on the regular. Very excited. Thank you. Mate. Welcome. <laughs> so, this- out of class, we were talking... Uh, Ben's been gallivanting across Australia in and out of uh, escaping escaping lockdowns um and so this this idea started before lockdown melbourne lockdown four if you can remember that long and uh it was like let's get together and chat right and chat about different things what's going on in our world and um and here we are this is the the out of class meaning that we're out of the classroom little less formality uh we we say what we want to say and what we say anyway on the show um but a little bit um take giving you our take on things Mm. Mm. kind of the water cooler you know that's the water cooler conversation it's the one you have sort of when you're on your break like when you come out of the classroom when you come out of the lecture theater and you go to the cafeteria uh and you chat about what's really going on because you can't talk in the lecture you got to follow the rules. You take notes. It's a little bit more formal. Um, this is the this is the the uncensored, uncut kind of version of what's going on. Um, that sometimes maybe politically incorrect, dare I say, uh, version of what's going on in our heads. Yeah, what we really want to say, but you can't when you're in a classroom in front of people that yeah may yeah. judge what you're about to say. Mm. Mm. <laughs> So you're telling me there's no judgment here, lads. I can get away with anything. Well, mate, there's definitely no judgment from us. Uh, the challenge, of course, will be that uh, people have lots of charges out there in the world and, and uh, ego is strong in many as um, Obi-Wan or was it, uh, who was the other dude, the little, little character? Who was that little character? Yoda, as Yoda would say. Uh, the force is strong in this one, but the ego is strong in this one. So many people, you know, have this big ego and uh, it needs to be defended. Uh, mm. And they all defend it by going on the attack or um, by sometimes retreating and moving away and pretending they don't want to see it. So there will be some that will, will uh, obviously judge what we say, which is, you know, that's okay. Mm. So, fellas, what's been happening in your worlds? This this week, this week we're uh, we're mid mid September. Um, ex- the season's changing, except for magpie sweeping. Um, and um, and the, the day is great. I'm looking outside and it's uh, bluebird day. It's nice seeing that after after what seems like a long winter. But what's been happening, fellas? Joe, Maddie. No, oh, Matt, I was gonna I was gonna wait for you to jump in mate i i've been making a lot of time for you know activities outside the weather has turned a little bit there's been less rain lately so getting outside into the body has been 
so awesome. Um, and re sort of prioritizing some things, working a little bit less and, and playing a little bit more has been an absolute saving grace for me. So as far as positive things that are giving back, yeah, that's just been incredible. So worthy. But what's really interesting, you, Benny was talking about ego in, in others, noticing the ego in myself that so often um, the idea of, you know, going for a skate or getting something done that could produce an income, there's always, I find myself torn or I feel guilty when I do that thing. So there's often quite a bit of resistance at times to go and go for a walk in nature or, or something like that. But um, that would be the positive charge for me, the realisation that these things that give back are so important. Mm. 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 I was you- listening to someone talk a little bit about about uh, our habits and just our way of operating. And he was saying, don't change the way that you operate. Just put a system uh, and a structure in place that sets you up for success. You know, don't try and change all of who you are. Just throw some systems in place that support you to do some of the things that may sometimes be difficult. And I thought that was really interesting. Like, um, you know, for example, with you, you know, you love getting out in nature, but there's this other part of you that's torn to kind of build the business. Mm. We'll just put some systems or structures in place that let you do both. It'll let you get out in nature and then and then let you work on the business rather than being trying to change who we are to be the Tony Robbins or the Brendan Brashards or the Gary Vanderchucks mm. or, you know, these people that are hungry and driven and focus on work and business and growth all the time. Um, put a system and structure in place that, lets you be a little bit of that when it's required and a bit of the other person uh, mm. when required. So yeah, I thought that was interesting, Matty. And it's a, it's, I think it's a struggle for all of us. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. finding, finding that balance between yeah, the doing and the being for me. And I know that's a big part of, of me. I, I think you've got to know yourself before you can work out the systems and what's going to be appropriate for you. And, and yeah, just coming to terms with there is this other part of me that, um, that isn't as driven and as hungry. It's, it's more meaningful, less ambitious, um, but it comes from doing very little. Mm. And then there's conflict there because, you know, we've been brought up, you, you know, a little bit, you are what you do, you are what you produce. So that's been a little bit of a battle, but also, yeah, really um, rewarding. Mm. And mm. It's, mm, it's cool, mate. Uh, just to bridge on what Benny was saying, I was listening to a podcast this week um, on what's it on Lewis Howe's uh, School of Greatness, and there's this. I'll, I'll flick it. I'll put it in the show notes. But it's about this guy that's. Um, he talks about manifestation and all that. But he's this guy's life is so systemized, like he's got like a, a like a standard operating procedure for his world, his family, his like agenda. His uh, family meetings, um, like the he's got a chief of staff for his family, right? And but he goes, I do this so I have so much space. He goes, so I don't have to think about things. He goes, he's got like a, a department head for each of his lives, like he just employs them, uh, and just fascinating that. But he does that, Matt, to give him space. He goes, I'm mm. so systemized that he goes, I don't even need to think about what clothes I'm going to wear today because I already know and my my person that I put in charge has already got that out and ready for me. 
and they know when there's a leak in the house, they'll turn to this page in the book and they'll call this plumber for this type of leak. I don't even need to think about it, um, which is fascinating. Because he's like, because I just, he goes, time's the number one thing. And he goes, um, I want to be able to do what I want to do and be creative and um, do be at my best. So he goes, all these things, he goes, I just put a system in place. And he goes, and if I can't put a system in place, um, he goes, then I don't need it, right? He goes, I don't need it. And he goes, I don't want to do much right so that's why he that's how he gets away with being in conflict of going oh should i do this mm. that he's like there's nope it's all good. it's all it's all systemized and which is really interesting he said since he started putting in a chief of staff of his like personal world uh he goes he's uh all other areas of his life has kind of just increased uh, mm. which is mm. fascinating right having a chief of staff for your um for your personal world right <laughs> It yes. sounds very cool. Yeah, I saw sounds, you light up, man. I saw you. <laughs> sounds like he has a, a very large disposable income if he's paying someone to run every facet of his life, a chief of staff for everything. It sounds like a big title for what could be a very simple role, though. Do you know? Hmm. Like, um, our, our, our days don't necessarily have to be very complicated. Once you put a system in place, it's just a matter of someone kind of maintaining that the system remains intact. It kind of reminds me of Jocko Willink. He, you know, he talks about within discipline, you've got freedom. Mm. The more discipline, the more free you are. And, and you know, we mm. kind of think about those and we often push against discipline. We push against structure. But within the discipline, there is the freedom. And, I, you know, we often talk about our team uh, in, my, in my chiropractic practice. We have so many scripts that we use within the team. So I remember Disney you know, uh, used to do a lot of work around scripting. And so as we do many theme parks and many organizations that want to produce a, um, want to produce a reproducible experience for their guests, don't let the person that's kind of, you know, the host of the day um, go by gut feel, go by how they're feeling for the day, give them a script. So whether they're having a bad day or a good day, they still follow the script. They still say the same thing. They still give people the same experience because within scripts, they give you freedom. You'd think a script restricts you from what you say. Um, but, you know, in our practice, for example, when we greet the phone, it is Mornington Peninsula Chiropractic Center. This is Ben. This is Lucy. This is, you know, it's the same script. Everyone says exactly the same thing. So it's reproducible and it allows you to bring the authentic you. You mm. say the same words, but you come through. And so I think uh, in systems, in scripts, in the discipline, it does really free us to be ourselves. It allows us to come out of our head and be authentic. I think the other thing about systems, we spoke about this last week, I think, it's around entropy. Mm. You know, everything in any closed system will always move to more disorder rather than mm. order. Mm. And so if we don't have structure and if we don't have systems, if we don't have a schedule book, if we don't have our diary organized, our day moves to disorder, not order. Mm. Yep. So you're saying if you had a schedule and a system, if your garden and your pool were being uh, tip top, you wouldn't have come back to uh, disorder bit. When, uh, you wouldn't have come back gardens, to disorder. Uh, garden's yeah. going everywhere, algae and stuff in your pool. Is that, is yeah. that where you're going? Well, mate, you, you know, I, I look at uh, your, you guys have obviously, you've had a trim up because you guys are now, I think, out of, well, Maddie, I, <laughs> I don't know whether you ever have a trim up, but um, um, Janesh, you're looking sharp today. Um, but you know, like we're seeing people, you know, on, particularly in the media, right? In Victoria, in, in Metro, um, they're not getting a haircut. They haven't had a haircut for eight, nine weeks. Mm. Now their hair doesn't move to more order 
it moves to more disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we well, trim it. Re- yeah. There's a point, Benny. There's a point where it goes through mm-hmm. disorder back into order, order I would say. Hmm. You know, just a different type of order. Where is that precipice of it going from disorder to order? To me, we because then me, with the, the hair and that that's around about the year. It's very awkward and just massive mm. afro. But then it does grow to a length where it comes back into order. Not everyone's taste, but yeah, you know. actually, there is also that. Um, also, with say facial hair, if you haven't shaved, so say um, after say a day or more or so, it'll be like my growth will be disorder. Like if you can get through that disorder of that little annoying itchy, then you're good. But then, or you go back to clean shaven. There's that little bit of time of going, oh, nah, doesn't look good, doesn't feel good. Either go back the other way or wait it out. Mm-hmm. Which, which is kind of interesting because this ties into something that I've been looking into quite a bit, which is flow. This idea of um, actious, uh, you know, actionless action or the doing, the awesome. getting everything done by doing nothing. You know, there's this sort of Eastern philosophy of yin and yang, of balance, of the doing and the not doing, of the order and the not order, which does tie into what you were saying, Benny, around discipline, creating freedom. Often it's paradoxical. It's more structure to create a space for less. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm finding this very interesting, this concept. The Western, we have this way of doing things and the East have this very different way of doing things. Um, and, yeah, just starting to, to dive into some of that, that other stuff that's less familiar, that's less structured, that doesn't feel as comfortable um, that can be rewarding. Mm. What do you guys? What do you guys think when, when you think about, yeah, some of those philosophies that are less structure based? Yeah, well, I wonder, you know, with, and it, it, it could just be again, you know, you can find anything you want that will suit your kind of your your point of view. But if I look at Eastern philosophy, I would say they are incredibly structured. Do you know, like you know, you think about when you're meditating. If you're doing a meditation you bring meditation is structure it's not it's not don't let your brain go to entropy don't let your thoughts go to entropy it's have you have your thoughts come focused bring them into a laser focused state that is focus on a mantra focus on your breathing uh focus on a single point uh there's a real discipline to meditation i did a meditation last night and uh i I was sort of tired at the end of the day and I, i was just just I wasn't in a great position and I didn't position and set myself up well for success for the meditation. And in about 10 minutes in, I'd fallen asleep. Now that mm. is not the point of a meditation. A medita- and I, I came out and Michelle said, geez, you were gone for a minute. I said, oh, I fell asleep <laughs> for 30 minutes of the 40 minutes that I was in there. And she goes, oh, that must have been, that was, you know, that's good. I go, no, that's, that is not the point of meditation. Meditation is to bring a real discipline to your mind, mm. a real structure to your mind. Uh, not to just go random and drop off to sleep and think about stuff and what's going on. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, but I get that, that, you know, where do we do the other? Where do we find mm. flow in just letting letting go? But I would say Eastern philosophies are really disciplined. Again, I think I, think I agree with you. Discipline is, is the way to freedom. 
there is discipline in in one area you know like for meditation for example you're focused on on one thing you're sitting still in one spot but you're not doing multitasking you don't have 35 other systems in place that you're diving into you are focused on one thing and often these very um enlightened beings are doing one thing at a time they're not Mm. running a book with 55 different things they don't they're not you know they don't have their finger in every pie so to speak they're one thing at a time very simple simplistic Mm. um minimizing generally um not optimizing minimizing Mm. for optim for, for and then the opposite of that is by minimizing they optimize you know, there's constantly this paradox, which is um, challenging for the brain to comprehend, but also at times really rewarding when you feel like you're getting it and then you're not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, that just really reminds me of, um, and it is, you know, you think about many of the Asian cultures, there's a real simplicity. Is it, There is a minimalism to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a real zenness to so much of it. And I picked up this, this, I happened to notice this bracelet hanging on Michelle's thing, which I'd given um, Michelle some time ago. And I had stamped on it, simplify for more. Mm. Simplify for more. And it came at a point uh, in our lives, oh, geez, it must be, it must be uh, seven, eight years ago, uh, there was, there was a, a, a little bit of a crisis and we, we decided that, we would simplify our lives, would really simplify them right down. And, and, and we kind of started to see the, the beauty in simple that, mm. that maybe um, less can be more. And so I had that bracelet and I gave it to her. And um, what the, conf- the, 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 the confusing thing that happened for me at that point was I also said to myself, uh, I, I'd confused simplify for more at some point with uh, play small. Mm. I thought simplify for more also meant play the game of life small. Mm. And so my world started to con- constrict and get smaller. My world got smaller, not simpler, but smaller. Mm. And so um, I think that's that finding again, that balance that we're all trying to seek for seek is mm. how do we do simple? How do we simplify but not play small? Mm-hmm. How do we not play small as a parent, uh, as a lover? How do we not play small in our businesses? How do we simplify them but not play small? Um, so for me, that was that was just a real – it was a, a moment of confusion. I remember I was at a conference with some really big players and, um, and it just dawned on me that I'd stopped simplifying for more and I'd started playing small. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came out of that conference and it was probably six, seven years ago and um, went, stop playing small, simplify, but stop playing small. Yeah. Mm. I think at times, like especially in today's society, we, we overcomplicate things for the sake of overcomplicating things. Um, mm. Where If you, you see, if you look busy, it's a good thing, right? I think we talked about this one other time, like busy is like this badge of sexiness and it's, um, but you don't need to be. Right, like you can still have if more output, if not the same, um, by being less busy, but being simple. It's like when you said yeah. simple but playing big, Ben reminds me of um, like a child. A child will really keep it simple, but they're to them, they're still going to the moon. They're not going. Oh, I'm just walking to the park, Dad. 
right? They're still they're playing big. They're they're going to the moon, mm-hmm. they're, and they're, there's no way you convincing them that they're not going to the moon. Um, but they're simplifying because like I'm just going to build this rocket ship um, out of cardboard and it's going to go. And it's so simple. Um, there's like a there's this um, sunglass company in um, in Sydney. Um, their frames are all from like plastic bottles, right? And their their company mantra is called "Do Do Good." The name escapes me. I think oh, it's Gooder Gooder um, glasses. G O O D R. And so the the main owners, business partners, are his two sons. And their business plan, and he still has it, is um, on a one page with crayons. Right, which is just fascinating. And uh, mm. when they went and got like investment and stuff like that, they're like, "Where's your business?" And he goes, "Here it is. It's a it's a one pager with um with uh on with crayons." And they've been in like like all over the world, right? And been in window displays. So they're playing playing big, but mm. super simple. Mm. Do you I, on that? Why do you think we insist on making things way more complicated than they actually need to be? Like when there's a problem, we manage to make that problem way worse. We sell that problem as being the most challenging thing in the world. Like it just seems to be a common thing that we do. And maybe it is tied to what you were saying. Culturally, we've brought up to work hard and things should be challenging and we should be grafting and grinding. But why do you guys think that, I mean, you see it with little kids when there's a little problem, sometimes they make the problem massive. Is it so that when we conquer the problem, we feel more important because we managed to conquer something challenging? What do you guys think? Why do we seem to, as human beings, make things more challenging than they need to be, more complicated? You know, it's interesting you're saying that because I was just thinking... um, this morning about nutrition and how complicated mm. eating has become. Yeah. Like so yeah. complicated. No like, one could agree I, either. Am I, am I plant? <laughs> am I carnivore? Am I, you know, am I dairy? Am I wheat? Am I gluten? Uh, can I eat grains? Can I not eat grains? Grains are good for you. No, no grains. Are, like it's just become so true. So complicated. And I remember my dad and he was, my dad was an older generation. So whilst I look quite young and my dad was, uh, <laughs> he died at 92 and he was old school. He was the youngest of 15 kids. Jesus. 15, 15. kids. Wow. Imagine but your partner's having 15 children, childbirth. I don't think that's allowed anymore. I'm <laughs> sure illegal. it's not allowed. So he was, a, he was a pommy, 15 kids. He obviously grew up with brothers that were like, uncles you know they were so much older anyway uh grew up you know during the the, you know the end of the war there and and just ate simple dad ate Mm. simple in fact on that wall there you can't see it uh but it's a picture of dad and and it's uh it's a framed it's his little it's his butter knife like it's got a timber handle and and it was his (laughs) knife right he would butter he would eat his steak with it he would cut his veggies with it he'd prepare his meals with it it was his it was the all-purpose little knife right um, it ate simple all his life. Same sort of food. Didn't question whether meat or was good or bad or veggies were good or bad. They just ate simple and lived a long and, and very, very healthy life till the end. And now we've got this just 
so complicated. So complicated. It just, it just makes you wonder whether, so from a nutritional point of view, biologically, chemistry, your dad's probably not eating the optimal food, the best food. But from a mindset point of view, it's simple. He eats. It's not a negative experience. He's not creating, you know, cortisol, mm. stress. He just eats. So mind and body are, are healthy, lives a long life. You could mm. be, I reckon you could be eating the best food in the world, gluten-free, all this stuff. But if you're stressed about it, you might as well be poisoning yourself. 100%. And you look at the blue zones, you know, they, their food is simple. They just, yeah, you know, it's so it's true. Just, and they're not all vegetarians. They're not all vegans. Mm-hmm. Yep, they eat a heap of plant stuff. But, you know, it's just simple. It's just simple food and it's the same food, you know, time and time again. You're exactly right, Maddie. There's no thought about should I eat this or shouldn't. It's just that's just what we eat. Um, and it came, this, this conversation came up because I, I have been following different diets and going, oh, I think maybe I need to be a bit more carnival. Oh, geez, no, I need to be more vegan. And, um, what are you being pulled around and eating lots of diets? And it actually made me, I ended up getting quite crook. I ended up getting a condition called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And I think part of it was, I was just screwing with my guts and, uh, and anyway, my, my, my mentor, my guide, my, my wise one, that is my wife said to me, <laughs> <laughs> said to me um, mate, what, what do you reckon? What, what do you think you need to do going forward now that you've, you're kind of getting over this? And I, I of course went, I don't know. What, <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon? She goes, well, and she tries to be clever. She tries to coach me. It, it doesn't really work. Um, she goes, well, what did you used to do? Like back in the old days, what did you do? And what did your dad do? And, you know, <laughs> I said, well, we ate pretty simple. He said, like, what? what did you do? I said, well, I'd get up and I'd have a bit of toast and a cup of tea and then I'd have a bit of porridge a bit later on and then maybe for lunch I'd have leftovers from last night and then we'd just have meat and some veg for dinner. I said, well, why don't you just go back to that? Just plain, simple, don't think it's just, it's just plain eating. Um, so that's kind of the, the journey I'm on now is just go back to the good old food that I used to eat as a kid and just mm. keep it simple. But of course, why do we complicate things? Because um, I think we're sold that things need to be more complicated than they really are. Mm. What do you reckon, Janesh? Yeah, I think the in terms of complicated, I think ego plays a bit into it where if you yeah. can solve a complicated situation, um, then you must your ego comes out, right? And it's saying so. Oh, Validating. You are a big deal because you solved um, the big problem. I I get myself into trouble when I oversimplify things and I get that, um, oh, you don't understand. Um, it's it's There's more to it. And I'm like, well, tell me. Tell me. Um, and I'll push back. And it's like, I think there's things don't need to be. I think it's um, that the same as that um, that badge of honor of like busy is like if you go oh, I did this super epic um, proposal blah blah so complicated um, and it doesn't doesn't matter doesn't change your end result like it can be really simple I think it's ego is a big one ego is a big one and people you might have like a really simple solution to something but uh, it may not people go that might be it yeah that it's like we talked about. Um, Another episode with Joel Cranshaw, we talked about value-based uh, pricing versus time-based pricing, right? Uh, mm. Professional services and go, 
the plumber might charge you $10,000 and 10 hours of work, right? But another plumber charges you $10,000, same outcome, but comes for five minutes and just knows exactly where to hit that pipe. Mm. Why does society go? Absolutely. That shouldn't charge me. That shouldn't be $10,000. That should be less. Even though it's the same outcome because you got, it just, just good at what he does. Super simple. Good at what he does. And society or consumers go, oh, no, that should be cheaper. You didn't spend Matt, time there. That's so true. Are you to time and complexity? I'm like, just because someone's good at what they do, they shouldn't be penalized just because this person's reading the encyclopedia, but this person's able to explain that encyclopedia in one, one line. You should pay that guy more, right? Because it's, he's able to digest it. It's like that um, story. You know the Picasso story? Picasso's having lunch in a cafe and a woman comes up to him and says, hey, you're Picasso. Can you draw me a little sketch on this napkin? And he whips up this beautiful picture in about 35 seconds. And the woman says, thanks very much. He says, no, no, no. You got to pay me for that. And she's like, what do you mean? You, you sketched it in 30 seconds. He said, yeah, but it took me 30 years of yeah. training to make that for you in 30 seconds. You're paying me for 30 years, not for 30 seconds. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, that's so true. We, I, I guess, you know, yeah, again, I, I zip back to the blue zones and um, uh, it's pretty simple. Just eat well and love people, create a sense of community, move around a yes. little bit uh, and that's it. Mm. Uh, and now we've got this whole variety of, experts telling us how to eat and a variety of experts on how to train. No, you've got to, you've got to do long distance running. No, no, short distance running. No, you've got to do hit training. No, no, you've got to lift. Don't run. Um, you know, where it's just move, right? In fact, there was a book. Consistently. Yeah. A little bit every day. Yeah, there was a book um, and this guy's a run expert. He's a researcher. And I think the book's called, it could be called just move, I think. Um, we should put it in the show notes, Janesh, if, mm. I can, if I can think of it. And he's a researcher and he looked at, oh, it's called, it's called um, it's something like the business of exercise uh, or no, it's called, I've got it. It's called exercised. It's called <laughs> exercised. Um, nice. So we've, we've taken health and we've, we've, we've created this thing, you know, and he said this whole industry. And at the end of the end of the book, he goes, just get out of your chair and move a bit. That's that, that's it. It's not, not more complicated. Yeah. Um, he said the industry's made it complicated. And I think somehow in our minds, we're, you're right, Maddie. we're bought into that, that we've got to complicate things. Absolutely. I, I experienced that when I train people. You know, someone's like, oh, I want, I want to look great. And I'll, I'll whip up a training program for them and give it to them. And they're like, oh, you can see the disappointment. Like they think it's going to be some magical. It's literally... You do these things, three sets, 30 minutes, four times a week. And in two years, I don't know, maybe six months, two years, a year, you'll look and feel the way you want to feel. There's no shortcut yet. There's no magical formula. It's pretty simple. Time lifting weights or moving mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. Man, it's mm-hmm. like when you talked about that Eastern, that Eastern way, right? If you think about like old school Asian culture, um, like I'm just thinking like, like Japan, like they're, they're diligent with their tea ceremonies, right? And they'll get up and they'll either work on the farm or whatever, but they're, they're moving their body all the time. They're mm. eating simple, Ben, like lots of rice, lots of fish. They're not saying, oh, this rice is making me bloated. 
um, or I'm, I don't have any, enough red meat in my in my diet. I need more iron. Let's go get some iron. Or let's go let's go to the pharmacy and get some iron supplements. They're not, and they're and they're living to like nineties to a hundred, right? Like, and they're happy. Um, How much of that is not worrying, just being hmm. present and just just eating? I mean, this brings me to my my charge. Like I'm fucking. Here we, Here we go. Here we go. That, that we live in a culture now of specialists and we prioritize and we say, we listen to them so much. Where are the generalists? You know, generally life, you know, like particularly now with the current climate, we're looking at something like health through such a tiny little, very specific area that we, we forget that there's so many other aspects that make up health. I think that we're in this time of, you know, like you said, health um, is a great example. Everyone's a specialist. You've got so many different ways to do it that it actually ends up meaning no one does anything because they're overwhelmed with information. The same with diet. We don't know because we've got so much information that we end up just freaking out, anxious, don't know what to do. Um, same with, you know, with, it seems with everything. There's a scientist for everything. You know, there's the, the lung specialist, there's the, and none of them can agree on what's, what's healthy. They all have their own specific opinion. Um, I love that story about a specialist. Uh, specialists know more and more about less and less until the ultimate specialist knows everything about nothing. Uh, you, you know, and I think, you know what, so here's my charge, Maddie, which, which doubles down on your charge, is that we are becoming, uh, we are becoming reductionistic uh, not holistic. We are becoming reductionistic in our sense of community, not holistic mm. in our community. We are no longer one Australia. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Well, you know the separation that is now occurring in our country, in our states, in our local communities, and in our families has I don't I don't believe has ever been greater. And I've been around for fifty two years, and I've never seen so much separation. Mm-hmm. And so much um, fear that's now driving uh, people to attack mm-hmm. or defend their position, and to take a, a take a position uh, to to take a position of uh, I am right, you are wrong. This is the truth. What you speak is false. Mm-hmm. So more than ever, I think we're we are separating. We are minimalizing to uh, no longer see the community. And again, I'm going to zip zip back to Blue Zones. Uh, One of the things that was very clear from Blue Zones research, and for those who maybe don't understand what I mean when when I've said Blue Zones, these are communities that live to 100 years of age more than anywhere else in the world. There's seven in the world. Mm. Um, Yes, they eat well. Yeah, they exercise. But one of the most common things between all the seven communities is community. Yeah. It's community Absolutely. and they build an environment around them that supports that sense of community. Right now we have an environment that is pulling communities apart. You know, this whole slogan that is, um, stay apart, to stay, stay together. It's not stay up. Yeah. Stay apart, stay together. Social distancing, maybe physical distancing, but not social distancing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we are, we, we are separating, we are fragmenting 
becoming lots of individual cells that we know that if I took all my cells and pulled them apart and put them one and a half meters apart from each other, I no longer exist. Mm-hmm. My body exists because we, my body, my cells work as a community. Um, so, mate, I'm on you. I'm on you that one with that charge. Mate, and imagine if we did start living that way. Like, I just want a little bit more. Like, Bobby is my best friend in Indonesia, and, and they have this dialed in. Community, and it's part of the reason why I want to build a business there is because they can teach us this community. Um, you know, the elderly and his family look after the kids. They're all part of the same family. You can pass a kid to anybody in that family. There's 100 in his little village. Any, like a tiny baby, hand it to any one of the young men there and they know how to look after it because they brought up their brothers and their sisters. So there's this, you're not, you're not, kids aren't being looked after by someone who's paid. They're being looked after by people who love them, who have the same blood coursing through their veins, who want to look after them, who don't ask for any money for it. You've got the elderly hanging out with the young. You've got the working class going out and working and bringing money back to feed everyone. Like, I just, we need to learn to go back to some of this stuff to, to really, you know, prioritize community because we're dying from being lonely. One mm. of the biggest killers is loneliness, mm. you know, stress and loneliness. And we do it to ourselves. It's mind blowing. Mm. Do you think given the current climate where we so human connection is needed more than ever, right now right um they're like as humans we're we're created to connect we're not created to to live uh as hermits right uh even though you can we're created to to connect right um do you think that we will society will go back to that uh, where it is that connection um i find it hard when you talked about separation, Ben, uh, in local communities and those people that know me, I like to play in the grey and a, a lot of things. And um, but people around me are, are are divided, right? And you just don't know where a conversation could go. Where it's like, oh, and I'm not the most politically correct person, right, at all. Um, and it, it is hard because you're like, oh. I love this person, but you're like, I don't know where your stand is on this, where usually it doesn't really matter, right? You're connecting anyway, and you can have a different opinion, but still connect. Now this different opinion is dividing. I think this different opinion, this different stance is dividing. And if you don't have a stance, it is, um, you're like, why not? You're, you're, you're asked, well, what, why isn't you stand on that? I'm like, well, and you get put in the category of the fence sitter, which is worse than the sheep, which is worse than the, you know, everyone's got a name for, for someone who has an opinion or doesn't have an opinion. Fucking over it. <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Do you think when it go back to the, like, or do you think we will, current society, not we will, do you think it will wake up to the need of human connection well that's the past the current current thing that's um running decisions i think if you look at benny and let's use him as a metaphor benny's diet what's he going back to you know what's what's his wife encouraging him to go back to back to where it all started you know all of us are born into community 
if we're lucky, sorry, not all of us, many of us though, baby born, mum, dad, if you're lucky, and then some siblings and there's community when there's a new baby. I'm noticing, you know, I don't know if Kat's housemates just had a kid and everyone wants to be around the kid. There's this community when someone's born and then it seems to fizzle out. I, I'm hoping and I feel like we have to return back to community. I think we have to because that's where peace, longevity, um, you know, so many good things are. What do you think, Benny? We heading back there? <clears throat> but I'd like to think so. What, what we do see, though, in these in, in the climates like we see now is that people uh, create separate communities of like-minded, uh, same-belief people that we find ghettos of thinking. Um, and so and so we're seeing that now. There'll be a lot of people out there going, hey, we've got community. I hang out with people that think like me and that believe like me. And uh, But the, the gap between these tribes, between these communities is getting bigger. They're, mm. they're, they're not... Um, we're not all parts of a whole anymore. We're like totally separate parts, totally separate organisms. So that would be my concern is that sometimes in these these sort of events, we see people separate and build micro communities that have nothing yeah. in common with other communities. We need to find um, a commonality. Um, mm. And, you know, for I know for the three of us, if I can speak for you guys and tell me if this is not true, but... Our commonality is that there is no truth. There is just, you know, what works at the time. There is our version of the truth. Mm -hmm. There is a meaning that we put to something. And is it resourceful? Does it, is it good for us? And is it good for the people around us? Uh, that there is no right or wrong. Mm. Um, and so I wonder whether we could find that a commonality, certainly in Australia at least, that, yeah. you know, look after your mates. They might not think the same as you, but here's the commonality, you know, mm. we're Australian. But and that, that's so powerful. That, that's the way forward. Like I know, you know, I'm going to say a word, Janesh, you're probably, hair's going to stand on end, but when it comes to the vaccines, if you have people, that's that trigger word. Uh-oh, we just lost viewers. Maybe we've got a few more. Um, yeah, if you have within families people who are for it and against it, but they still remember we're family, they still have each other's back. If you go to go into a restaurant and they say, no, sorry, we're not going to serve that person, or they say, well, well, then we're not coming in either. That's community. That's regardless of your choice, you have that other person's back. I feel like that, that's the answer. It's when we segregate within our own communities, you know, it starts to break down, but you know, cat's for I'm against cat can have my back. And then that teaches everyone else because, Oh, she's like us. Why is she supporting him? Because it's the right thing to do. It's about humanity. It's about no one actually knows what's right long-term. Um, so let's look after each other. And I feel like mm. if there is that united, um, regardless of decisions that could be, could be the answer mate mate you know where's where's mateship you know yeah. we're famous for that in australia you know we have memorials we have imagery you know yeah. uh, I, I remember that that imagery of that 
that soldier helping that other soldier across, you know, a creek. It's a classic old one. In fact, one of those soldiers was the husband of a patient of mine back in one of my Gippsland, Gippsland practices. Wow. He said, do you realize that that image there is my husband? Uh, it's just incredible. Uh, and that, that imagery of mateship, you know, that's what we need to bring back in Australia is mateship, is cobber, uh, mm-hmm. is that sense of, you know, uh, I'm, we stand as one. Mm, not yes. always agreeing, you know, and isn't that, isn't that what, you know, in recent years we've seen more and more has been the narrative of, dare I say, the left is whether you're Muslim, whether you're black or white, whether you're Christian, we're, we're, we're all Australian, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether you're male or female, we're Australians. It's, yeah. it's like, it, what happened to that narrative? I mean, we were taught, we were sprouting that two, three years ago. Uh, it doesn't it's matter where a, it, you come from, you're Australian. Yeah. They just move that, 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 that whole notion of segregation into another paradigm and people go, yeah, yeah, no, you can't be racist. Oh, no, no, no you can't be sexist. Oh, no, no, no you can't be uh, homophobic. But you can be if you're vaccinated this and if you're not that. You know what I mean? It's just like the, the segregation moves into a different area. And it's like, is anyone noticing this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, yeah, it's not okay here, but it's okay yeah. over here. What are you doing? Janesh, so if, we, if we were to, to wrap up, and I'm conscious of wrapping up for time, mate. What, Janesh, what would you, what do you reckon? What are the? Uh, it would be nice for us to zip through. What are the maybe two or three take homes out of this conversation? Do you reckon? What's the? I think uh, the. I got two that comes to mind. Is uh, simple. Simple is more. It's not small. It is more. Um, and I encourage uh, listeners to try on simple, right? In whatever version seems fit, try on simple in um, in something you do, right? In um, try and see if it works, right? And you might be surprised it might work. Um, that's one is that that, that simplicity. Uh, the second one is. It's probably a big one for me is that that mateship, right? Connection, like, yeah, where the country's in lockdown across and it is segregated, but are you actually reaching out? Um, I brings to mind when I lived in the States, I probably reached out more and, uh, and Australian friends reached out more to me while I lived across the world. Then now we're in the same country. We can't see each other. Same thing. We couldn't see each other then, but there's no there's no reach out. Why? Like, I don't I don't know the reason of that exactly, but I'm like, well, reach out, right? It's more it's now more than ever that people need connection. You might not see him, but connect, right? Like, ask him, are you okay? It was are you okay day last week, right? But why isn't that every day? I don't know, mm. but I think that mateship and that connection uh, needs to be needs to be alive uh, and it can't depend on your uh, your views because it never has, right? Like you're not going to not like um, your friend because they go for a different football team, right? So I think um, simplify your view a little bit with that and go, hey, look, this person is still a good human. I still like their company, um, but you're not going to defriend them. It's not, it's not a social media of life and go, I'm just going to defriend you because you just click that like button on another post, right? Is, um, is, is, that isn't that what makes life incredible? That you get to live 10 lives. 
you live vicariously through your friends who have different hopes, dreams, aspirations, beliefs. We come together, we're still mates, but you have completely different views. So when I hang out with you and have a beer, I, I move into your world. I see things through your perspective. And, and then I go, well, that's you. And I go back into my world. But it's nice, isn't it? It always used to be really nice to have a, a network of people who all think differently, who have different opinions. It challenges you to grow and be a better version of yourself. So I agree with you, man. Simple mateship. And, and I throw in discipline. That ben, Benny brought that up, that the idea of being disciplined creates more simplicity or being disciplined can create the freedom. Um, it takes discipline as well, as you're saying, to reach out to those friends. You know, maybe you have to put it in your journal, connect with this person today. And if you, by being disciplined, also having a bit of structure, you're more likely to call that person. What do you think, mm. Benny? Would you add anything to the back end of no, that? I think you guys have really summed it up nicely. And I think they all, they all integrate. Mm. Simple discipline around community. Yeah. You know, I wonder if that was the thing. You know, we could all just do something simple uh, in a disciplined way to build more community, to build more mateship. Um, who, could, who, could, who could we call today? Who could our listeners call, you know, when they finish listening to this and they, they hit the, the pause or the end at this and they go, you know what, I'm just going to call. I, I, haven't, I haven't called them for ages. could be weird because I haven't spoken to them for six months and we used to speak regularly. Fuck it. I, I'm going to call them. Yeah. Um, so uh, simple. It's just a phone call. Mm. Powerful. And maybe make note of that resistance. Isn't it true that whenever there's something profound or something meaningful that we're going to do in our life, there's so much resistance beforehand. There's this just narrator in our head. It's like, oh, fuck it. They're going to be probably not going to answer. They're going to think, oh, that's weird. He hasn't spoken to me in ages and now he's calling me. There's always this just chatter of why I shouldn't make that change or do that thing. Mm. Mm, that's mm. so true. Yeah. Well done, mm. lads. That was great today. Yeah. Really so great. Everyone got a little bit of a benefit from um, our chatter and uh, till, till next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lifelong Learner. If you like this episode and want to know more and hear other episodes, head over to lifelonglearnerpodcast.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know when new podcast episodes come out. And if you want to say hello, tell us a joke or ask us a question, send us an email at hello at lifelonglearnerpodcast.com. Thanks again.